Well, good afternoon. I, I thought I was going to get another name call. Uh, Eric inviting me up, and I think uh, the name Stan Sam Sam Stan is more popular than Jerry Rice because it get announced more often up here than than Jerry Rice. And most of you all probably don't even know who Jerry Rice is. <laughs> But um, who can think back of something they were really looking forward to five years ago, ten years ago? Well, I can go back to 50 years ago. I was counting the days down to turn 15 so I could get my driver's license. On number of my days down for a football games coming up, you know, these things were important. Or for prom day, you begin to count the days down, number of days down. Uh, and I wasn't even going to bring up the, the trip, uh, the cruise. I'd see here in Northwest, you can't keep anything on the low Without the whole church finding out about it, thanks to Brother uh, Pastor Darren. Well, that was counting the days down to that trip. Then the people that's going to Israel, I'm sure you're counting those days down, numbering those days down. But those are the days that's numbered for, for achieving things. Psalms 90 verse 10 says, the days of our years are three score years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it's soon cut off and flies away. It's gone. And you know, in an average lifespan, we have about 19,000 days in which we could apply something of eternal value. So, Psalms 90, verse 12 is the passage. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Or teach me to count my days that I can gain a heart of wisdom. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, just uh, thank you for everything that you give us, Lord, and forgive us if we don't uh, number our days uh, just wanting to be prosperous for you, and we just think so much of ourselves and, and what we want here on, on earth, and forget about this precious time you, you've given us to be a witness for you. I thank you for everything you, you give us. Lord, give me the words to say that you've, you've placed on my heart, and may everyone be attentive and, and maybe leave here with something they learned and, and, and didn't know. We thank you for everything. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So when you're a young, teenage, a young kid's age, I remember uh, a Christmas. I was counting the days down to get this bicycle. I guess I was about eight, seven, eight, counting the days down. Wind up, didn't get it. In your, in your teens, your 20s, we seem to 
to number our days for prosperity, for things we want in life. But when we get to about 50 years old, those days seem to be, we're wondering how many more that we have. But numbering our days are not just for old people like me. You know, well, we know uh, life is like a vapor, like a mist. It's here, it's gone. And we can't boast on tomorrow because we don't know how many tomorrows we have. But since I spent a lot of days, a lot of time in life trying to gain my heart of wisdom, lots of days of, 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 of schooling, uh, and not to become some professor or some uh, high-tech guy, it was because that's the way that I had to maintain school in order to keep playing sports. So my idea was to number the days of working out, number of days to try to get to the right school, the right scholarship, try to get to that next level in sports, to graduate, the right home, the right car, the right jobs. We spent a lot of time numbering our days on things that have no eternal value. It's been said, life is like a coin. You can spend it, you can spend it the way you want, but you can only spend it once. I think about uh, in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 31 and 32, where Moses was addressing the, uh, the children of Israel and, and Joshua also, that he was going to pass away. And in 31.16, God had already told him that, that they would, I mean, they had been forsaken him. But then we look at uh, verse, uh, 30, chapter 31, verse 26, where Moses tells them to take this book of the law and put it on the side of the ark. <clears throat> that it may be there a witness against thee. And then, in verse, and then the next verse it says, For I know you're rebellious, you're stiff-necked, and you're going to continue it. And you rebelled against the Lord, and I can Im- imagine what you're going to do when I pass away. And uh, then in chapter 32, verse 28, it says, For they are a nation, void of counsel, wandering away, losing oneself from counsel, and neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. And piggybacking off what Pastor Darren was preaching about this morning, losing the love of God. I don't know if that was their first love or not, but losing the love of God. And we can look at our nation and we can see ourselves just like that, lacking a sense with no understanding at all. For all our days are passed away in our wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told a tale of mustering, complaining, dissatisfaction. We go around our merry ways as if there is no end, as if there is no latter end to this so-called happiness here on earth. We have to wonder, the hearers listening to Moses and telling them that they are a generation lacking sense with no understanding. Of course, maybe the younger generation is looking at 
I'm not going to duplicate what my parents did. And, and a lot of us do the same thing. I, I know I did growing up. I said, I'm not going to do that when my dad does. One, two, three, four, five. Well, I wind up doing three of the five. So we all kind of look at, uh, we're going to do better. And, but we have to realize we're prone to failure too. And we can bow up ourselves and, and think we're so macho, we have our own righteousness. But let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. First Corinthians ten twelve. So how do we not follow in those footsteps? How do we number our days? How do we consider the latter end? Where well, part of that verse, we seek the wisdom of God. Moses said, if only they were wise. Solomon asked for wisdom. God gave it to him. and So much wisdom, people coming from all over the world to see him. Get, and God said, if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask. But wisdom is the foundation of a fruitful life. Um, I think Sister Pam was talking about uh, Glenda this morning, and and uh, I th- think about Miss Gaston, who who who, who plays the uh, organ. Um, wisdom produces a fruitful life, and we've seen a lot of people, and you probably know of other people uh, that shows a fruitful life. And wisdom is the foundation of true wisdom, and it's the fear of the Lord. And wisdom is the principal thing, Proverbs 4, 7. But just as the children of Israel were told to put that book in the ark, Joshua was also told in Joshua 1, 8, that this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but shall meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to, according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shall they have good success. Not, I mean, forsaking the foolishness and live and go on in a way of understanding. Forget all the superlatives of, of, of the world, the silliness, and understand wisdom and knowledge. Because the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the souls. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2.3 We are in Christ, who of God has made unto us wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 And the Holy Scriptures are able to make us wise. 2 Timothy 3.15 So, we know wisdom comes from the Word of God. And all we are and all we have that amounts to anything of value is given to us by God. Only the written revelation of God can convert or restore our souls so that we can number our days. Submitting all we have to God for this brief time that we're here, redeeming the time to buy up. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, Ephesians 5 I mean, Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16. Then there's benefits with the wisdom of God, knowing the wisdom of God. Days shall be multiplied, years life of life increased. Proverbs 9, 11. 
we receive favor and understanding, Proverbs 3, 4, that wisdom directs our path, Proverbs 3, 6, provides riches and honors, Proverbs 3, 16. But then we have to apply it to our heart unto wisdom, to attain it, to abide in it. I think to know the will of God is the highest of all wisdom. I mean, living in the center of God will rule out all the falseness of religion and knowledge of wisdom, like Satan did with uh, Eve in in the garden. And it put the stamp on true serenity unto our service to God. You know, we can be miserable and have a lot out of the will of God. But in the will of God, we can have peace in our heart with just a little. Delighting. Joshua was told to make God's word the priority of his life so he could obey and be prosperous. Delighting in his law, meditating on it day and night, Psalms 1-2. That is the will of God for us to be prosperous. So what does this prosperous look like? It's not primarily wealth, status, popularity like Jerry Rice, fame or success. It has to do with wholeness, a state of an abundance, goodness, blessings, health, security pertaining to the soul. True blessing on a life is a product of true devotion in obedience to God's word. Being like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaves shall not wither, and whosoever do it shall prosper. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to be prosperous. Prosperity is productive. It yields fruit in its season. Prosperity, a, prosperity, a prosperous person has an abundance amount of fruit and is constant blessing others. And I'm sure you know a lot of people like that. Uh, I know someone that, that pains and aches every day, but yet they're a blessing to a lot of people. A prosperous person has stability. Their leaves never wither. They bloom in all type of circumstances. I think Pam was was talking about Glenda. Even when she was down and out, she was still blooming. She was still doing things for the church, still trying to play the the piano, even when she was sick. And and again, you all probably know a lot of of people like that. Not just trying to pick out one person. It's a lot of you all just right here in, in church that does the same thing. But I have a, a, a close friend uh, that spent 16 years in prison winning people to Christ. Wasn't a good circumstance, but that's what God had him doing. Of course, he's, 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 he's out now, but uh, that was a long time. And, and I won't call a name, but some of you may... Uh, 
may know him. But prosperity is serenity, inner peace, confident that God will do whatever he offers, and he sees the soul, not the eyes. Prosperity comes from the power of God's word, and he, <clears throat> prosperity of God's word, and he shall supply all our needs according to his riches and his glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19. All of our productivity, stability, serenity come from the grace, the forgiveness, and the salvation in Jesus. And in closing, time is the most valuable possession that we have. We think of Job and all he had, and like that, it was gone. See, we can regain health. We can regain money. We can regain earthly possessions. But wasted time, we need to redeem it. Bind it up. So we can walk in the wisdom towards them that are without and without redeeming the time. Colossians 4, 5. Remember, life is like a coin. We can spend it once. We can only spend it once. And we can spend it the way we want. We can live this life the way we want, but we only get one chance. But God wants our first fruit, Proverbs 3, 9, not the leftovers. After, I've lived, after we live the life we want, being prosperous for ourselves, then we'll give him the back end. Now, numbering our days, now we have to begin to think, if we wait that late, how many more days I have? How many more mist, vapor, boasting on tomorrow that I have? So let us make good with numbering the days to be prosperous for the Lord, to be planted like a tree, not letting the leaves wither, by applying our hearts unto wisdom and redeeming the time, satisfying us early in thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Psalms 9014. How much better would it be to receive God's forgiveness and his saving mercy early in life than to wait until a short time is left to serve him? How long shall we wait to number our days of prosperity and the things that are of eternal value? Heavenly Father, just thank you. Lord, I know this message was, was short, but just trying to be precise and having everyone to understand that we don't know how many days we have, but we need to number the days to prosper, be prosperous for you, to understand wisdom and apply it to our heart, our daily lives, and, and to live it, Lord, and to be like that tree just planted by the rivers of water and, and that we never ceased on living for you and striving for you that our leaves should never wither. We thank you, Lord, and we ask you to go with us the remaining of this uh, week. Let us be a light for you. Let us be prosperous for you. And let us live for you, numbering our days to honor you. We thank you and we love you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.